and welcome to the Imaginal Space Podcast. My name is Catherine Perry, and I'm so excited to be sharing space with you today. If you're, well, actually, you know what? Today, it doesn't really matter if you've been listening before or if you haven't, because this is a very different type of episode that I'm about to test out here. And it's one that I've wanted to try out for a really long time, and I'm really excited about it. So if just in case you are new, though, on this podcast, what I really enjoy doing is exploring different archetypes and the stories of different archetypes. And it'll be it'll become more and more clear as I go on how these archetypes come into play. But we all we all pretty much know what an archetype is. And I love exploring, you know, how they can be useful in terms of deeply understanding ourselves and understanding other people, you know, because we all, my theory is in my language, we all experience the same archetypes. So when we understand how the archetypes manifest, express within ourselves, we can also understand other people on a deeper level. And I have found so many different applications for the archetypes. I've used them to communicate with spirits. I've used them to communicate with ancestors. I've used them to just even understand my friends and family. I've also used them to understand my dreams. And this is something I'm really, really excited about because I've always been really, really connected to my dreams and I've wanted to share that. But I've also, I was like, I don't really know how to do that. Let me explain. So if you If you're someone who kind of keeps track of your dreams and keeps track of the story and loves like literally when I wake up in the morning, uh, the first thing I do is I just record them. Usually I've been kind of not as good about that lately, but there was like there were like a couple of months, you know, especially during quarantine when there wasn't that much to do. And, you know, I was learning a lot about myself, you know, during that time and you know, yeah, it was, uh, there was a lot of empty space to fill. So what I would do is I would always wake up and record my dreams. And I found that, I mean, I tried writing them at first, but I found that I really couldn't capture every single detail. And also when I, it really helps me to close my eyes to remember my dreams. So even if I wake up and I really have to like even use the restroom, (laughs) what I'll do is I'll go, keep my eyes closed, I I just won't open them. Because I know that if I start to open them, I start to register where I am. And you know when you open your eyes first thing in the morning, you start to think about like the to-do list you have for the day, and you kind of just get totally off track. So what I do is I always, I just keep my eyes closed and I record it into my phone. And I, that is how I remember so many details. I'll remember at least several dreams a night And it's been a really, really fun practice. So I started doing that during quarantine and then, but I didn't really, I recorded them, but I didn't really do much 
with them. You know, because I was still playing around with the archetype cards and, you know, how to use them. And it wasn't until like maybe a month, a couple of months ago, somewhere, some sometime recently where I found a really nice, not nice, uh, just a, I found my rhythm in terms of, you know, or I began to find my rhythm because I'm always, you know, experimenting with how to, you know, learn from the cards and learn from my dreams. But I found a really nice, smooth rhythm of learning from my dreams. And I wanted to share it. But again, I wasn't sure how, because like I said earlier, if you have ever paid attention to your dreams, for me, they don't, it doesn't, it doesn't always come in a neat package. You know what I mean? So it's not Sometimes it does. Sometimes it's like a fairly linear story that I can understand. And what I've also noticed is it always makes sense while I'm asleep. Always. So, and that's something interesting. I can feel that in the dream that everything makes sense even, but then when I wake up and I start to tell the story, it all sounds very, very bizarre. And none of it makes any sense. None of it connects. And I was like, hmm, how do I tell a story that isn't linear, that doesn't make any sense, but I feel that it makes sense. And then this morning I got really excited because I realized all of these, like the, this dream, for example, it this one actually was a little bit neater. It did, the elements of the story did connect. And it's interesting because again, if I if I told you the story, you would be like, that's really weird. Okay, that doesn't make any sense to me. And there are so many, there are also just so many symbols of the, I mean, I, I was going to say characters, but they are real people in my life. Um, so that makes a lot of sense to me too. But if I told you just the story, um, you would think I was just trying to write a really bizarre book and it needed a lot of tweaking because nothing really seems to add up. But when I pulled the cards... For this dream, I was like, wow, I actually learned a lot this morning by just writing and being with the dream. So how do I tell this story, even though the linear story didn't make sense? And I was able to highlight three key emotions that came through in the dream. And I was like, okay, the the dream on a surface level doesn't make any sense. It wouldn't make any sense to anybody who wasn't me that didn't experience it firsthand. Because like I said, there's also people in the dream that make a lot of sense to me as to, you know, why it is that they were there. And I would have to give you kind of like a full history to for that to make 100% sense, you know. So I figured out this morning, I don't necessarily need to tell the dream detail by detail, because like, while it would be really funny to do that, um, I'm not sure that would really, again, the details of the dream wouldn't really add to the meaning to anybody else who isn't me. However, and it's, and that's an important part of this is to show how we can kind of, I believe that, you know, again, the reason I love the archetypes is because they do a beautiful job of showing us how we are all connected in some way, shape or form. And dreams are something that are really personal. So I was like, hmm, how do I make the personal, impersonal, and not in like a cold way, but just in a way that everybody can connect somehow. And that's where, you know, 
the my little theory of feelings and emotions came in because these are I distilled it into kind of three key emotions in this dream. And if you're a human being, you've definitely felt these before. So combining, you know, the emotions and the archetypes we're going to see because I've never tried this before. And I, I, I have a good feeling about this because I'm very much feeling. Actually, yeah, this is definitely worth saying. So feeling gives me a lot of information. So usually when I recount dreams anyway, yeah, I'll like talk about the linear story, but I'll also recount how I felt because how I, how I felt feeling is very, very interesting. It seems to be because what for me dreams feel very, very real. And I don't think that's unique or special to me in any way. Um, if you're, if you have a very strong sense of feeling, you know, dreams feel very real. A lot of people can feel it. And then when they wake up, like we've all had that dream before when we wake up and we're like, whew, you know, I'm so whew, I'm so glad that wasn't like a real thing. But it's kind of like to our body, it was in a very, very special, very mysterious way. You know, you feel it's real until you wake up and then again, you check out your surroundings and you're like, oh, this is where I really am. This is the reality I guess I really live in. And so that dream just wasn't real, but it felt real. So feeling seems to just like transcend dimensions in a very interesting way. So I have, I'll tell you a little bit about the linear story where it makes sense. But yeah, just know that the specifics of the dream probably will just confuse you, might even confuse me a little bit the more that I think about them. But I have found that paying attention to the emotion has been what's really, really important. And emotion is something that we can all bond over, we can all understand, because it's all, all these emotions are within, you know, the human spectrum that we all experience, quite like archetypes. So let's see if we can do this. Uh, this will be like a fun experiment. So the first, like, uh, emotion feeling, there was like a feeling of confusion and nervousness in the dream. So I was, so this dream act did involve two key people. So just to keep it very, very simple, one of them was a family member. And then one of them was it. Well, yeah, in the dream was a good friend of mine. She is a really, really good friend of mine. So this section, I was with a really, really good friend of mine. And I was kind of like, I was feeling confused and I was feeling nervous. All right, so stay with me. I know that's like not a lot to work with, but again, if I go into the details, it will, I promise you, it literally makes no sense to anybody that's not me. And that's not what this is about. So for confusion and nervousness, I have the riddle and Kairos. So now we're going to go into the archetypes a little bit. So the riddle, all of these archetypes are really, really special to me. Again, keep in mind the emotion, the feeling of confusion and nervousness. And you'll see how like the dream, well, for me, it's very, very clear how the dream connects to, you know, what it is that I'm experiencing now. But the riddle is a special card to me because I, as you can probably tell, I'm so fascinated by all things mysterious, all things kind of like esoteric, you know, I've 
explored so many different languages. Okay, I've I've loved and I've loved every single moment of it. You know, I it's what has landed me here. You know, there was a point in time when I like really loved astrology. I don't keep up with it anymore. Um, I really the first thing I ever learned about was the chakra system, and that was really really fascinating. And now after learning about different things, different languages, different ways of explaining the mystery, I've kind of found my own rhythm, found my own relationship, and that's kind of what I'm focusing on now. And the riddle, the riddle archetype is about not searching for the quote unquote right answer. So I had a huge uh, thing with that early on. You know, I explored so many different languages because I was very, I was like so focused on kind of, and this sounds ridiculous as I'm saying it now because there is no right answer, but kind of figuring out, you know, what this world is. And I thought one of those languages could explain to me, you know, exactly what this world is. And the riddle, the riddle archetype in its light form, because every archetype has a light and shadow expression. So if you're new here, um, yeah, every archetype has a light and shadow expression. And if you've listened before, you've heard me say that many, many times. Um, it's neither good or bad, but that's um, the nature of the archetypes. So in its lightest expression, the riddle is embracing that the reality of not... It's interesting because, okay, if you have a language that really, really resonates with you, you know in your heart that that's like for you. However, your language isn't necessarily for everyone. So in a very, very easy example... There was a time when astrology was like the holy grail to me, okay? I loved astrology. I loved exploring astrology. I was like, I didn't get super deep deep into it. Like I can remember, I know my sun, moon, rising, stuff like that now. And I know, you know, a little bit about the moon, but that's it. That's all I have left. And, but at the time I was really, really into it. And I also looked into human design a little bit. Didn't really click with me. There's not, there's nothing wrong with human design. It just, it didn't really click with me. But for me, I felt more connected to the mystery, the love from the mystery from astrology. And then there are people that literally feel the most connected to this universe through human design. You know, it's all, you know, like we all have our way of explaining the mystery, but it's not necessarily the right way for everyone. So for me, human design wasn't it. And then for some people, they're like, astrology is totally fake. And you know what? That's totally fine because it wasn't meant for them. So what's interesting about the riddle is you can know, you know, you can have your innermost knowing, but a diff- there's different languages for different people to kind of catalyze that innermost knowing. And so in reality, do any of us really actually know? You know, just because there doesn't seem to be one universal truth, one universal language that does that for everybody. And that's kind of the nature of this card is there is it's kind of like there might be a right answer for you, but there is no right answer for everyone. So like the light side of the riddle is embracing that idea that there is something for you there, but it might not necessarily be for everyone. And in the grand scheme of things, do any of us really know? So it really goes well with this, you know, feeling of confusion and 
nervousness that I was feeling, you know, in this situation with my friend in the dream. And I remember when I was recording the dream this morning, I was like looking back on that moment and I was like, I should have just been there. You know, I should have just been present. And the riddle, again, in its lightest form is kind of just being present with what it is that you know and letting go of everything else. Because the shadow side of the riddle is becoming obsessed with having the quote unquote, again, right answer. And the, again, the light side is embracing that there is no right answer. There might be something for you. And you know what's also interesting about that? Again, for the riddle, there might be a right answer for you at any given time. So right now I'm sitting here, I'm talking about dreams, I'm talking about archetypes, and it's all it all feels wonderful to me. That might not be the case a couple of months from now, a couple of days from now. And so there is this dimension of the riddle of being really, really open to whatever might come your way in in terms of, you know, embracing the mystery. And I remember there was one very special day a couple of months ago where I was on a walk. And this was, you know, when I really, really started to develop a very unique relationship with this deck, the archetype deck It's by Kim Kranz. It's amazing. Go check it out um, if you haven't already or if you don't know what I'm talking about. But I was walking and I realized that the important part was not becoming too attached to the deck itself. The deck is a beautiful, you know, visual language for translating all of my downloads, translating, you know, whatever comes through. But it's not the deck, it's me, you know, at the end of the day. And that's like a big thing for me is all of us learning how to have our own, you know, relationships with God, source, spirit, etc. And these are all tools for, you know, going deeper in that relationship and, you know, translating the love that we have to offer. But also not getting too attached to that form. So like I said earlier, there was a time I was learning about the chakra system. There was a time I was learning about astrology, you know, uh, what else? Numerology, I've done tarot, crystals, like literally everything new agey that you could think of. I've probably looked into it at least once, you know? Okay, not everything that you can think of because I'm only human, but um, a lot of the mainstream, you know, ones I've already looked into and I've learned a lot from and they were there for me at a certain point in time. So there are just so many ways of, you know, interpreting this mystery. And that's where presence comes in, you know, being really, really present with, you know, this language served me. This tool was really, really there for me when I needed it at this moment in time. And now it's not, you know, and now now it doesn't make any sense to me, you know, or it's just like you look back and you're like, oh, that doesn't really do anything for me anymore. So that. Oh, that is very. Yeah. I'm like thinking back on the dream a little bit. But yeah, when I was in this situation, you know, with my friend. Right. So, yeah, when I was recording the dream this morning. And I was recounting, you know, being in this situation with a close friend of mine, and I was just feeling really confused, really nervous. Immediately, what popped into my head was, you know, just be there. Just be present with whatever is coming through. Don't try so hard to always be figuring it out. Don't try so hard to just be right, you know, because that's like what blocks like that blocks presence, that blocks love, that blocks creativity, this idea of like, I have to have the right answer. I have to have the right way of doing things. I have to do blah, blah, blah. 
that's what blocks a lot of love and creativity from just flowing through and just like enjoy being there. And in this particular instance, if you get it quote unquote wrong, it's okay. So that is like the one of the first parts of the dream. And so also um, speaking of presence, so along with this, you know, situation of feeling, you know, confused and nervous, we have Kairos and Kairos is the card my bad. <clears throat> Sorry. Um, Kairos is the card of um, mythic time. So time is one of my biggest teachers because I'm I'm really, really bad with time. And I'm like, I'm always learning how to be more present and be more patient. So whenever I talk about presence and patience on this podcast, um, it's definitely not something that I have nailed down. You know, I was talking about this with a friend weeks ago. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm really, really bad at being, you know, present and patient. She's like, you're one of the most patient people I know. And I was like, then you don't know many patient people, okay? Because I'm always, you know, learning how to love myself through that and like just learning on integrating it more and more. So it's definitely, it's one of my biggest challenges, let's just say that, is being present and patient. And that's one of the themes that's a part of the large part of the story of Kairos. So Kairos translates to mythic time. There are like a couple of cards in the deck that use, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not entirely sure what you would call them. They're like, they're just not, um, uh, uh, never mind. Uh, just forget that. But they're not, yeah, Kairos or like Agape Thanatos, they translate to something else. Um, so yeah, Kairos means mythic time. And I think it's like a very, very beautiful, mysterious card because it speaks to allowing time and timing to be your guide. Okay. So in terms of, and so, okay, I think it's also worth mentioning. So hopefully this doesn't necessarily confuse you too much because there are like a lot of cards here and a lot of different dynamics. So in terms of you know, for me, a really, really important message in this dream for me to, you know, receive love was the riddle. Okay, so for me, one of the ways that I could receive, you know, or, you know, receive the most love for myself is, you know, learning patience, presence, and just enjoying, you know, being, I guess, like in the moment as much as possible and not worrying about, you know, having the right answer or having the right method or having the right way of doing anything. And then also when it, Kairos kind of shows up in the area of the aura in terms of, in the aura of this dream. Um, if you haven't, by the way, if you haven't listened to, there's an episode, I did a brief introduction to auras. So if you have no idea what I'm talking about, definitely just listen to that because it explains it. Um, it just, it, it, it explains it. So I don't have to keep, you know, explaining every single time, you know, how I interpret the aura. Um, but that's what we're looking at here. We're looking at the aura of the dream. And the aura is made up of divine masculine and feminine components and also light and shadow components. So, again, take a look at that episode if you or take a listen, have a listen um, if you feel inclined to do so. But uh, this should be easy enough to follow. Um but yeah, we were looking at the divine feminine, how we receive love. That was the riddle. A part of one of the divine masculine dynamics, how I can give the most love to myself is making 
is receiving mythic time as my guide. Okay. So, and I feel whenever, and again, time has taught me a lot about being patient with just in terms of, you know, you are exactly where you are meant to be, even if it just doesn't look that way. So one of the mysterious, you know, aspects of this card um, is that, okay, we're all familiar with linear time. So I'm recording this now. You'll listen to it sometime in the future. And what I was just talking about, like, I don't know, a couple of minutes ago about the riddle, that's in the past. Okay, we're all familiar with linear time. Mythic time is something totally different, totally mysterious. It's just on another quantum level that, you know, it's kind of like we know what it is, but it's very, very, it's it's interesting to try and put it into words. But, it, and for me, mythic time, it's less of just, it's less of like a an ego understanding and it's more of a knowing, a knowing that you're always being guided by time. And so for me, whenever I feel confused or nervous, just about anything, anything in general. The idea that we are always in the right place at the right time is incredibly soothing. And that's kind of the the mystery of mythic time. You know, we don't exactly always, we can't always comprehend with our minds how we might be in the right place at the right time, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But we can know that. And that's what I find most interesting about Kairos. Also, just in general, that, you know, not everything, everything is revealed to you when it's meant to be revealed to you. And so I think being present with whatever information is coming through, you're meant to know it when it does come through. So in this situation with my friend in the dream, you know, when I'm just like confused, I don't know how to do any, I don't know how to like do what I'm meant to do. And I'm like, I can't, I, don't, I just don't know. I don't know how to figure it out. You know, sometimes you're kind of meant to not know. And I think that ties in really, really well with the riddle, just the reality of like, you know, sometimes like sometimes you're meant to know things and sometimes you're not meant to, you know, sometimes you're meant to know how something works and sometimes you're not. And so what it does for me is it really aids this dimension of myself that just like this or you know what, just this dimension of my ego, because for me, Kairos, for me personally, Kairos ties in a lot to my mind, a lot in it ties a lot into my mind and into my ego. So whenever I see that in a spread, I'm like, okay, we have to pay attention to this a lot. Um, so there is like an underlying dynamic of certain things are revealed to your mind at certain times. And so sometimes you're not meant to know this so you can feel this and so you can understand this. Does that make sense? If we were, if we came out of the womb knowing everything, there would be nothing to explore. You know, there would be no emotional you know, lessons to be learned. And I was once told by someone, you know, you really need to feel things in order to know them and in order to understand them. And that's kind of how you receive your information. And I was like, that makes total sense. Um, so in this dream, in this particular, you know, moment scene, I guess, if you were thinking of it like a movie, what I really needed to understand there was, you know what? It's frustrating that I don't know how to do this. It's frustrating that I feel confused. It's frustrating that I feel nervous, that I don't know how to do this, that, and I wish I did, but I'm probably not meant to know. 
And that's how the most amount of love is going to come through. So that's like emotional scene number one, confusion and nervousness. And now we can move on to number two, which is also very interesting. So the first one was between me and a friend. This one is with me and a family member and I was lying. So that's like the (laughs) what I was lying about again in the dream. It was so weird. It involved an elaborate story about mattresses. Okay, so that's how weird Again, it made sense to me in the dream, but me going into a detailed story about a mattress isn't really going to help anybody. So what you need to know was that I was lying to a very important family member, and it wasn't a malicious lie whatsoever. It was, it'll, it'll make more sense, but it was a lie about just like who I am in general. It was a lie to protect the reality of who I am because I wasn't ready to reveal that dimension of myself, okay? So just keep that in mind. So for this, we have truth, which is always, it's always very hilarious, Um, you know, when cards come through like that. As soon as I saw truth, I was like, okay, there's something here. So before we were looking at the personal kind of part of my aura. Now we're moving into the shared part of the aura. So again, the other podcast episode, it explains pretty well personal shared and collective auras. That's also on my, on my website if you want like a more understanding. But the shared part of the aura, I'm sharing it with the spirit of the dream. So, and so the divine feminine shared part of this aura is how it can you know, receive how I can open up and receive the most love from the spirit of the dream. So in the most simplest way possible, what's being communicated to me through this dream is that it's really, really, really important to own the truth of who you are. See, super simple. You know, I was lying during a part of the dream. And it's just point. And that was like a big part. That was something I really like, I felt, you know, it and it. If you're really, really, I mean, I was deep asleep, but also really present. And, you know, I don't know enough about science to really know how that works, you know, within dreams, like how you can be, you know, really, really just like out of like definitely out of it. Like def- I was not like rolling around. I was not half awake, half asleep. Like I was asleep, asleep, but really present and really aware that I was lying in this part of the dream, which I find very interesting. Um, but yeah, I was definitely lying about a very important aspect of myself. And so this one is very, very cut and dry, you know, goes, the archetype matches up really, really well with exactly what was happening here. And it was just that if this dream, if there was one takeaway from anything, it was just to be honest, be as honest as possible. So truth I believe it's pronounced, uh, the actual card name is Aletheia. It translates to truth. That's one of my big, that's also one of my big, big cards. You know, the concept of truth, you know, what is truth? Kind of like what we were talking about before. If you ask someone, you know, what is the truth of this reality? What is the truth of this universe? What is the truth of, you know, whatever higher power? You could get millions. In fact, you will get billions of different answers because everybody has a different answer to that question. 
which is one of the most fascinating parts of living. And also a big part of this space is honoring, you know, again, whatever truth you have at whatever time, but being present and being honest is really, really important. So that one is like very, very easy. You know, the light aspect of that card is, you know, being present with, you know, whatever truth of whatever reality you're in. And, you know, the shadow part, gaslighting, lying, like that's very, very self-explanatory. Um, but that would be like the big message from the dream itself. And so shared auras are, it's one of the more fascinating parts of the aura to me is the divine masculine aspect of the shared part of the aura. So the divine feminine is, again, how can you receive the love from, you know, whatever it is that you're focusing the aura on? So in this case, it would be, how can you receive the most love from the dream? And that would be truth. And how can you also amplify more love with the spirit of the dream? And so what came through for that is the healer. And so the healer is one of my main aura cards. So it, it means definitely a lot to me. And so the truth and the healer together, again, sometimes it's just so simple. You know, sometimes like the, uh, I mean, yeah, sometimes I'm like looking at these cards and I'm like, hmm, I wonder what story is going on. And I looked at this one and I was like, okay, yeah, I know exactly what's going on. Um, like, this is just not even a mystery to me. So the truth plus the healer. Yeah, there's a little bit, again, it's like a little bit of a personal message for me to remember, you know, who I am underneath the surface of everything. But I think that's also just a really important message for everyone. And you can translate that to however you want. So again, there's like so many different languages that you can work with here. For me, it's remembering the truth of who you are on an archetypal level. You know, there's a reason we love all of these languages, and it's because it teaches us about who we are as expressions of love, independent of, you know, whatever other craziness, whatever other story is going on. And that's what I love about dreams. Dreams teach you a lot. They teach you how to honor, you know, what is going on at the core of the story rather than getting lost in all of the crazy details. Like I said, there were mattresses. Like, mattresses were a big theme in this story. And if I, if I were focusing on mattresses, 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 you know, uh, do I get the Sealy plush, you know, mattress or the posturepedic? Uh, I don't know much about mattresses, if you can tell, which was also a theme in the dream. You see, if you get caught up in the details of the story, you kind of miss what's really going on underneath. And so that like through dreams is how I learned to really pay attention to the emotions more. It's like the dream is always, has always been a steady data stream of emotion. So during, while I'm asleep, I'm always registering different emotions associated with different scenes. And again, you can get too caught up in the scene, but that distracts you from, you know, what's going on underneath. Same with the truth and the healer. So what was I saying before? The reason why we love, you know, all of these different languages, you know, astrology, numerology, human design, crystals, tarot, uh, essential oils, like they're all um, auras in terms of color, you know? They're all 
we love them because they empower us to be ourselves. You know, for some of us, we can look at like, okay, for me, for example, I can be like, I am a Leo son, so I'm just this way. And it helps you to embrace and love who you are. Okay, that's like one way of looking at it, you know, and that's what they do for us. So the truth of who we are, just however you want to translate that, it doesn't have to be through archetypes. That's just that's just what again, that's just what's speaking to me right now. And that can change later or maybe it never changes. You know, I would just have to be cool with, you know, whatever comes through at any given moment. That's more of the point. But that message in itself you know there there's so many I'm sure there's so many like little hidden messages about there's also the truth of you know embracing that you know we are all we all have the archetype the healer within us so we all have the opportunity to heal ourselves and uh, also it's worth mentioning that the healer specifically just as a story on its own is about remembering who you are I realize I said that but I didn't really you know uh, get so specific because I'm so used to like seeing these cards by now. Um, but yeah, the healer has a lot to do with um, the story of the healer has a lot to moving through like that veil of forgetting and the comfort of forgetting who you are, remembering who you are and, you know, what do you do with that? So there are so many stories about that. Um, so many different narratives kind of pertaining to the riddle a little bit in terms of you know, we live in this mysterious universe, in this mysterious reality. The healer is like remembering who we are through the surface of illusion. If you believe that, you know, this world is composed of illusions, the healer within you would be reminding you the truth. So that's also a very interesting dynamic. And so, uh, all right, so we've covered lying. Uh, first, we cover confusion and nervousness with me and my friend. Then there was a situation where I was lying with a very important family member about just who I am. So again, remembering this theme of, you know, always every time you lie about anything, you're moving away from the truth of who you are. So that's a very, very, very simple message. Um, but in terms, oh, you know what? The light and the shadow of the healer. The light expression of the healer is not only remembering who you are, but using, you know, whatever mysterious healing powers you have to remind other people of who they are too. That's what's coming through right now for that light side. And then the shadow would be forgetting, you know, forgetting, just like forgetting your own practice, you know? So again, the healer also, I feel like right now it's so mainstream to like call yourself a healer, you know, whatever. We all have that archetype within us. We all have the opportunity to show up for ourselves as our own healers, you know? So it's not everybody has it. Whether you do that as like a whatever, whether that's like a part of the third dimensional story of your life or not is irrelevant. We all, that's the point of the archetypes. We all have them. So, right, just. Remember that about the healer. So we have the story of confusion and nervousness, the story of lying, and now we have familiarity. So this kind of goes, this ties into actually both people because I had a family member in my dream and a very, very close friend. And there was a sense of familiarity, closeness, um, 
comfort with my friend. There are some times, and just for some contrast, there are some times in dreams where I'm like, I literally have no idea who that person is. I don't know how to describe them. Once I read somewhere online, though, that you can't imagine faces, like human faces in dreams. Like everybody you've seen before in a dream is someone you've seen in real life. That's something I think I read when I was like seven years old. So take that with a grain of salt that may or may not actually be true. But just for this, there are some people in dreams. I'm like, where did you come from? You know, I I don't really. There was one person in the dream, actually, where I was like, I, uh, I've never seen your face before, but I kind of still know who you are within the context of this story. So, um, yeah, that's definitely worth mentioning. So we have familiarity. And this is in the collective part of the aura in the feminine on the feminine side. So we have the mirror and just in the what came through for this. And again, this is like not not necessarily a hot take, but dreams, especially for me, are some of the most powerful mirrors that we have. There are a lot of metaphors. There are a lot of, you know, people. There are a lot of signs, symbols, situations, energies, uh, feelings, emotions in the dream that are mirrors for whatever's happening, you know, on the outside and that are worth paying attention to in general. You know, there's so many familiar, it's like in dreams, you also have the opportunity to meet, you know, familiar dimensions of yourself. So um, the other two emotions, you know, confusion, nervousness, you know, this sense of like just being not truthful. Those are all, you know, experiences that we've experienced at one point or another. Those, these are all situations that I'm very, very familiar with throughout my life. And that's what I find so fascinating about dreams is that and dreams and partic- particularly emotions in dreams is that we can feel the it's it's hard to I guess it's not really hard to explain. I feel those emotions as clearly when I'm asleep as I do when I'm awake, you know, and that's always been something very, very interesting to explore for me. Um. But yes, this feeling uh, overall, this overall feeling of familiarity was just interwoven in every part of the dream. So even as I was recounting the dream and I was like, this sounds kind of silly, you know, who lies about mattresses, you know, stuff like that. It felt familiar, very, very familiar, even though I was like, well, why is this person here? And, you know, what are you doing here? And it all still felt very, very familiar. All right. The last um, I guess light and shadow for the mirror. Right now, what's coming through for that is if you can kind the I feel like the more open you are to love, the more open you are to seeing these, you know, synchronicities. Kairos is a big, sorry, Kairos mythic time. Mythic time is a big card for synchronicities. So That goes really well with the mirror, Justin, that if you can see these synchronicities, the more the more open you are to them, the more you like understand. So the more you can see yourself in another person, in a situation, in a dream, in the different stages, in the different scenes of a dream, it's like the more open you are to the mirror's power, you know, the power of metaphor, the power of story and the power of seeing 
know the love within you within something else that might seem a little bit bizarre or like totally unrelated, but then you can kind of see how everything connects together. That's the light side. And then, you know, the shadow would kind of just be the opposite of that being totally closed off to the power of the mirror and being like, that doesn't relate to me whatsoever. And I find that interesting that it shows up in the collective part of the aura right now, because I feel like that's what we need the most, you know, like right now. And we've needed it for months, you know, especially with all of the, you know, tough conversations, especially, you know, here in America with everything that, you know, continues to happen and with the election coming up, the mirror, the mirror goes really well with the bridge. The bridge isn't in this spread necessarily, but in terms of building more bridges instead of walls, you know, very, very simple message there. Seeing ourselves in other people allows us to build those, those connections, build that empathy, build that compassion and allows us to grow more as a collective. Putting up a wall instead of a mirror, a mirror is just, it's kind of like a bridge of its own. You know, if you put up a wall there and you're like, mm, I don't, I don't know who that person is. I don't connect to them. There's, there's nothing we have in common. You know, I am like so far away from that person. I can't even believe that someone could possibly even compare us. That's not the point of this card. Okay. The point of this card is like, we're all expressions of the same force, you know, through kind of different like kaleidoscope patterns. I feel like I've never talked about my like whole thing with like kaleidoscopes, but basically it's kind of like, imagine we're all the same love cast through an infinitely complex kaleidoscope. So we come out like a different way, but the source of the light that kind of goes through the kaleidoscope, that's all the same. Hopefully that made like some, you know, even just like a tiny bit of sense. But that's kind of what the mirror reminds me of is like we're all the same, you know, we're all the same love. We're all from the same source at the end of the day. So we should be able to see that within one another. Oh, that's good, too. That's really important. So even if you're like, I I could never, you know, connect to that person on a third dimensional level. Fine. Whatever. Um, This actually ties in really well with the truth and the healer, you know, understanding who we are on not necessarily, again, an archetypal level. Whenever I say that, that's like whatever your personal language is. So it could be, uh, again, if you were into astrology on an astrological level, whatever, whatever level on the level of love and on the level of like love's expression. So even if you're like, I'm not like that person at all. If you can understand, you know, source within you, you can understand that it is with it. The same source within you is within everybody else. And that would be good enough. So at least, you know, as a start. And I think that's just really, really important to remember right now. Even if you're like, I'm nothing like that person. Even if you're like, I want nothing to do with that person or that person rubs me the wrong way, whatever you all share the same love within you. And I think it's just important that we really, really remember that. And then the last card we have is the comic. So this one is a really funny card and I don't mean it in that way. This one has 
this one is like the card of the big picture. Okay. So in terms of, so the mirror was within the, on the divine feminine side in the collective part of the aura. This is the divine masculine side. So how, you know, can we really show up and give more, the most love, especially right now is the comic as an archetype allows us to look at the bigger picture just with a sense of humor. And that's actually a little bit in the riddle um, too, weirdly enough, but not really because all of them are connected in, again, an interesting way. And this is a little bit of Kairos too, um, this idea of the bigger picture. So Kairos mythic time it's kind of also like the realm of no time at all. It's like where all timelines coincide, you know, your past lives, your parallel lives, your future lives, you know, all that kind of stuff combines together into mythic time. It's like the biggest picture of all big pictures, you know, or you could think of it as like the big picture is guiding me. The comic is, you know, just like taking a step back because when you take a step back, your viewpoint just, it expands. And it allows you to have like a sense of humor, you know, about like certain things, you know. So there are so many times where like with um, one specific person that was in the dream, I've gotten so caught up in whatever it is that we're doing. But it, I mean, like here, not in dreams, just like here, just in normal life where I've just gotten like so caught up in like also with many family members. You know, because just family in general. Oh, yeah. So um, the comic has been really, really helpful to me just to have a sense of humor about everything, because sometimes you get so mired down in the smallest of small pictures. You know, being in the moment doesn't necessarily mean being caught up in like it, it's kind of for me being in the moment, being present is being present with the big picture and the small one. So, yeah, being present with, you know, exactly where you are, what's going on, you know, all that good stuff. But also. There's keeping in mind the bigger picture and sometimes. What really helps to like just keep in mind the big picture, keeping that in the back of your mind is just having a sense of like having a sense of humor and just like not. This is like the card of like, do not take everything so seriously. I'm like pointing at myself right now because sometimes that's exactly what I mean. What I need is to just not take everything so seriously. Because sometimes that happens, you know, especially, especially with some of my family members. I just, I, I get so bogged down and I just need, I need that like swift kick in the butt just, and like a reminder, don't, there is a bigger picture here. So whatever you think is so important whatever you think is like the end of the world or whatever it is that you are being so dramatic about right now, just take it, take a step back, take a deep breath and remind yourself it is not that serious. And that's what I mean by like, and the more you kind of play around with this archetype, the more you kind of play around with this energy, the more you learn to do that. So that's the light side of the comic. You know, the light side of the comic is, you know, not taking things too, too seriously, stepping back, you know, looking at the bigger picture of everything. The shadow side would be like taking absolutely nothing, like literally nothing seriously, you know, because there is a responsibility. I believe that there is a responsibility to show up with love and to take that seriously 
you know, to an extent, you know, it's just a balancing act. It's a balancing act of knowing, you know, how serious is serious enough when you're going so far off the deep end, you know, in terms of like, again, getting mired in like the teeny weeny details of life and just getting lost. And then there's like having such a cavalier attitude where it's like you don't care at all. That's like kind of those are both shadows, both extremes of taking things too seriously or not enough is the shadow. And then meeting somewhere in the middle, that's the light expression of this card. All right. So I think that was actually that was good. That was way less scary than I thought. Again, and it was just it was just me. It was me in terms of, you know, I can't. If I told them the story from beginning to end, makes no sense. But focusing on the emotions, you know, the emotions of confusion, nervousness, not being dishonesty and familiarity. That's something that we can all connect to at some point. You know, so again, for confusion, nervousness, the medicine is, you know, just being as present as possible and knowing that you know what you know because you're meant to know exactly what you are meant to know in any given moment. And if you don't know something, it's because you're not meant to know it yet. And you might shift between different forms of knowing. And then, so that, yeah, that's for confusion and nervousness. And then for dishonesty, lying, you know, we have remembering, you know, the truth of who we are underneath all of the story, you know, and also, and again, that, in particular with the healer, you know, remembering that we are our own healers, that's really, really important. But also, you know, we are our own healers, but also it is our kind of responsibility to spread that love of remember. Oh, my mouth. Okay. Um, Spreading the love of remembrance amongst everyone that you meet and like seeing that as an opportunity. That's a big theme in my life, you know? Um, maybe I'll do a little post on that. So that becomes more and more clear because there are certain cards where, and this, this just so happens by the way, to be a particular aura reading of this dream. There are a lot of big cards for me in particular, you know, Kairos, the healer and truth. That's half of these cards, you know, where I'm like, oh, whoa, that's why I was like really paying attention. I was like, these are, these have been consistent big players you know, in terms of, you know, showing me the way, showing me information. It's not always like that. It just so happened to be that way today. Um, But yeah, the healer is like a big part of my life. But yeah, seeing, so one of my biggest teachers is, and it continues to be because I'm by no means an expert in this, you know, right now. But one of the biggest parts of this life for me is using every single moment as an opportunity to remind people of who they are instead of like, Instead of not. Okay, so the most inspiring healers that I've ever had, I remember their readings every single day because it reminded me of who I am underneath the surface. And, you know, some sometimes I just there are some, you know, healers with languages that I love and that I've really, you know, vibed with at different points. Going back to the riddle a little bit. Um, There was one. You know, my very, very first reading ever um, at, oh, that's actually a good example. The first reading I ever had where I was reminded of just, you know, who I am underneath, you know, all of this 
you'll probably hear me say that a lot because that's very, very important to me is understanding who I am underneath the surface of all of these, you know, layers of story. The first time I ever received a reading like that, I was really into tarot. So I received a tarot reading and it made the most sense. And I received two other really impactful readings like that. And so it depends on does my language match theirs? And that's usually, you know, that speaks to, you know, whatever connection I might have to that uh, healer at any given moment. But for me, the mark of a really profound, really impactful healer is someone who reminds you of who you are in whatever language it is, you know, that they have because all everybody's is a little bit different and you rem- and you remember you just remember that every single day. And, you know, again, if you have the same language, you probably have just like a little bit of a deeper connection to it. And if you don't, that's great, too. But that's the job. That's the job of the healer card. Or even if that's your third dimensional story, if that's your job, if that's your you know career path, your profession, whatever, then that is your job, you know, is to remind people of who they are as an expression of love. That is the healer. And so that, I love that combination. I love the combination of the truth and the healer. You know, receiving the truth of who we are. And also there's receiving the truth of who we are, again, feminine. And then the healer lands in the divine masculine side. So giving that to other people, giving, you know, using whatever tools it is you have. We all have different languages. We all have different, you know, relationships with creation. Same thing. Basically, all that means is we all have, you know, different opportunities and unique ways to remind one another on a daily basis of who we really are amidst all of the junk that happens. So, again, even within the metaphor of dreaming, the emotions and the archetypes help me map out, you know, looking at the aura of the dream allows me to understand what's really happening here versus or I could just make the entire thing about mattresses beautiful example. And then finally, again, familiarity, we have the mirror and the comic. So the mirror seeing ourselves in one another. So again, there's, there's two, actually, yeah, I don't, I don't think I separated those two very well. Um, but at one point you heard me talking about seeing ourselves, our like third dimensional aspects of self within other people, you know, to find the familiarity within other people And then there's, again, there's the truth of love and remembrance. And so there's two ways you can see yourself within other people. You can see yourself within other people on, you know, with so many different varieties of languages and story. You can see yourself within other people on a third dimensional level by saying, you know, wow, I went through this experience. You went through that, too. We bond in that way, you know, on a very on the very surface level. You know, or, you know, right now, people of all different walks of life, of all kinds of different stories are banding together. That would be, you know, the mirror on a third dimensional level. Then we have the mirror on an archetypal level, which is kind of like the truth and the healer, you know, understanding, you know, the archetypes within one another and using that as a bridge to see love, you know, see the love within myself and see the love within another person. You know, the archetype seeing ourselves within the context from the perspective of an archetypal story allows us to build that bridge, build that connection. So there's the third dimensional story, there's the archetypal story. And then there's also just like, and by the way, the archetypal story, you can substitute that within within any language. So if I was like, oh, 
Um, you know, for me in my language, language, it would be, oh, the healer is like a big part of me, big part of you too. That's how we can connect. Um, in like astrology or something, it could be like, I have a Pisces moon and so do you. Like, that's so cool. Or we both have moon signs because everybody has a moon sign, right? I understand what the moon sign means to me. You understand it to you. You get the point. And then there's also just on the most basic level, as I said earlier, of there's love within me, there's source within me, there is creation within me, that is within you too. With the mirror, there are so many different ways to make connections, you know, within this collective universal family. It's not even funny, okay? So you can pick whatever way that you want, whatever way makes you feel the most comfortable, be in the light expression of the mirror. Use that as your bridge in order to connect to other people. That's all that the it doesn't matter if it's on a third dimensional level, on some other, you know, bridge language in between, i.e., you know, archetypes, languages, uh, <laughs> sorry, um, archetypes, uh, astrology, numerology, tarot, crystals, whatever. And there's just the other, the other simple fact that we're uh, underneath everything, we're all just love. So familiarity. And then again, the comic in terms of familiarity, stepping back, allowing your viewpoint to just like be a little bit bigger than what it is, not getting mired down in the details and being able to just find the humor in every situation, not take everything so seriously. And then that feeling of levity and just understanding. That's what I feel when I'm able to find the humor in any situation is this feeling of just like levity, understanding, and that's all that I need. And that's what allows me to, you know, any, and it doesn't matter what's going on. That feeling is familiar to me. And that's what it, it's just like, you know, with this situation that seems so specific right now is like, it's able to kind of be, um, what would you say? Um, you can relate to everything in the same way with that levity and understanding. And that's the comic, you know, so that kind of strings all of any difficult situation you've ever been in. They might all seem so different, but when you can kind of channel and like attune yourself to the energy of the comic, you can kind of bring all of them together and realize, you know, within the grand scheme of things, you know, everything is connected. Everything is related and it also allows you to relate to other people. You know, when you're able to do that for yourself, you're able to like look at somebody else's situation, see maybe they're getting frustrated and like give that to some give that gift to somebody else too. Because the comic is in the divine masculine position. You know, it's not only taking a step back for yourself but also just showing people they have the opportunity to also just take a step back, calm down, you know, take their head out, you know, look at the sun and realize it's just, we can all just take a pause, take a breath and not get, again, too mired down in the details. Alrighty, so that is about it for this dream. So I might try and do this again, you know, this, again, this is something I'd always been curious about, but I was like, you know, my dreams, I don't control them, you know? At first, when I came, when this idea for a podcast came through, I really wanted to incorporate dreams, but I was like, that's a little bit too, like, precarious, or that's not really reliable just because anything could happen at any given night, you know? Um, 
So I was like, I don't really know how that could be sustainable, but this actually worked out really, really well. So I'm probably going to try it again. And, you know, we'll see what happens with that. But you know what? Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for going through this experimental podcast episode with me. Um, I really, really enjoyed it. And I, you know, hope that you felt the love and the intention behind it. Um, As I'm learning to say now, if you enjoyed it, rate, review, subscribe, send it to somebody else that you think might also enjoy it. That would be really helpful to me. Um, I love feedback. So if you look in the um, episode, not the episode, um, I would say the podcast description, my website is on there. There's like a contact me page. If you ever have any suggestions, I would love to hear them. But for now, I will see you next time.